0: All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up.
1: I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town.
0: Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants.
1: Just in my
0: office, and I heard a ruckus. Describe
1: the ruckus, sir. Does <laughs> so this mean we're not friends anymore? I'm, more? I'm in me. my pride.
0: You want to kill me? Now you want to kiss me? Blow.
1: Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. That I am, DJ Anubis and.
2: DJ Neko!
1: Back with you with another episode of the Hordes of Chaos. Not the
2: Hordes of Chaos. The
1: Hordes of Chaos.
2: <laughs> Definitely
1: the Hordes of Chaos.
2: <laughs> we're, we're kind of whores.
1: Yeah, we're music whores. Horses? Alright. Horses. <laughs> the fuck you talking about we're not I, fucked up yet
2: well i mean i guess going blind Maybe about and deaf is what's happening for me. to me yeah. i'm going
1: <laughs> yeah yeah blind and, and deaf.
2: i do like that other the other night we're watching a star is born i'm like turn it up i mean i turn understand it up.
1: i i kind of understood what you're saying because it is weird how low it was but like you were just like I can't hear it. It's almost like I had to put headphones on.
2: I should have gotten some headphones. Man, it was terrible. I think it was all those years just, you know, we went to concerts and did not think about ear protection. And
1: Well, I went a lot longer than you. you yeah.
2: Know. And well, now I work, I where I work, um...
1: Oh, it's noisy. Loud, yeah.
2: It's always noisy. Like the ship is always noisy, and it's not so much like a, a loud, deafening noise. It's this ambient, like buzzing and humming, and so yeah, I'm bl- I'm blind and deaf. We just went to the eye doctor today, and my eye doctor basically told me you have to wear your glasses all of the time. Otherwise,
1: not part time. Yeah, not
2: part time. Like I normally do. You have to wear them. All the time, or it's going to get worse, and you're only getting older. That's true. Thanks, Doc.
1: So, uh, in the last episode, we had a trivia question that we sent out, and we were trying to get one lucky winner that could win, like, a bracelet or...
2: um, Earrings.
1: Earrings, necklace, uh, all sorts of uh, keychain made out of bottle caps that DJ Neko and her helper...
2: My helper is my helper. mom. Right. My mom is is more like the manager of our little boutique. It's called Hotchpot Boutique. If you want to search us on Etsy, um, we do custom orders, too. You can request it on there, or you can request it through Facebook to the Metal Tavern Radio website, but or, or Facebook, excuse me. But, yeah, we we can basically do anything that you any image that you want as long as we can shrink it down to one inch in diameter and it doesn't get distorted looking so it has to be a good we've done people's children like it just needs to be good enough quality to shrink it down without it distorting
1: so yeah we we had a few people who put in some answers and surprisingly there were some close calls but Only one guy, and he came from a a sports forum that I'm a part of, Uh, he ended up being a winner, so that was actually kind of cool, because it was from the least expected place that I would find a winner from. Uh, Hog Driver.
2: Hog Driver. Yes. That would be a good band name.
1: Yeah. But... uh, (laughs) And
2: this is Hog Driver. If you don't recall
1: or didn't listen to the podcast, the trivia question was, what was Van Halen's original name? Now... It's a little confusing for some because even the guy that won had actually he wasn't wrong with the original answer but he was wrong in the sense of how the band used the name going forward. So, like, believe it or not, Van Halen had called themselves Genesis until they realized there was another band with that name, but they never actually went publicly and and you know, when they played locally under that name. So the name that was I was looking for and which finally got right was Mammoth. And the individual that found him was Gene Sones of Kiss. So, congrats, Hog Driver. He's already told me that he's thinking about maybe a bracelet. So, and he's starting to get into... He's, he was asking me about some recommendations for a- atmospheric black metal. So, he's already like Wolves in the Throne Room and stuff like that. So, So is
2: he, is he thinking of a specific theme for his bracelet? It sounds
1: like it's going to be like the atmospheric black metal. Spot. Oh, cool. So, but I gave him like a more list of stuff to check. I said, well... Take your time because you may find some other bands you like better, and if you want to mix it up, you know, let me know. Um,
2: you showed them some pictures of what they look like.
1: Uh, not yet. Okay. No. But uh, when we get through that process, like you still gotta check shit out.
2: I mean, it is unisex. It is a silver bottle cap flattened, and then the images are affixed with a um, epoxy, like. It's, it's glued, but then there's like an epoxy bubble put on top so that it protects the pictures.
1: Yeah. But, uh, you know, they are original works uh, through Neko.
2: Bubble. I don't know what it's called. It's, it's like a little protectant.
1: It's almost like a magnifying thing.
2: Yeah, it's. A, I don't want to call it a sticker because it's not really a sticker, but it's epoxy that's already pre-made, so I don't have to mix it myself, and mm-hmm. then you put it over top of the image so it does kind of magnify it, protect it, and then, you know, keeps it. I, I've got some things that i made. We've been doing this now, I think, since 2012 or 2011, and I have things that I made for myself that are just like the prototypes that have lasted a pretty long time.
1: Yeah. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, the labels and promotional sites that have been sending me stuff like I'm starting to get hammered again in my emails, which is good, though, because it gives me a bunch of stuff to go through and check out and promote for them as well. Then I just want to say thank you to Grand Sound Promotions, mm-hmm. Vlad's Arm to Pit, Inverse Records, Quabar, Extreme PR, Metal Masters, and now, starting pretty soon, Metal Coffee PR. So
2: mm, Metal Coffee.
1: It's a good name, I, I like, like that. So, uh, they just started sending me stuff, but they want me to wait a couple of weeks before I start playing some of the stuff. So, uh, thanks again, guys, uh, gals, guys. I appreciate it a lot.
2: Oh, did you hear about the calling a group of people guys? Is- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're
1: yeah. <laughs> not getting into <laughs> that, not getting that. I'm not getting that shit. Nope, <laughs> you all That's how you're supposed to y'all, speak. y'all. Um, The first block of music we have coming up are actually featuring some bands we saw last weekend. Mm -hmm. Two of them with friends of ours from No and Pig Destroyer. Uh, I tell you, it was a really fun show. Uh, I know that we enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Neko was kind of trying to rein me in a little bit because I had gotten Uh, a little tipsy.
2: DJ Anubis is a lightweight anyway when it comes to drinking. Even before he lost a bunch of weight, he was still kind of a lightweight when it came to drinking. And last weekend, he had one beer, one no. whole beer. Hold on, for to pregame, and then throughout the evening, had five more Ooh. beers. Homeboy was lit. In, he was in the pit. He's dancing around. And that's the thing.
1: Like, you know, I watched, I, think- I watched No-Moss, and then we watched Pig Destroy a bit. But like, it was Outer Heaven that I like ended up just running into the pit. for the hell of it so as much as i would have loved to like moshed all three bands like i just i'm almost 50 people okay i can only do so much
2: hey but you're in the best shape that you've been in and like i don't know
1: eight years ten
2: years probably
1: yeah yeah since we met originally i think but yeah that, that was a lot of fun so we're gonna end up playing some stuff from those bands in this first block We're gonna kick it off with some outer heaven, just decaying realms.
0: From Dark And you are listening to The Holes of Chaos Only on Metal Tavern Radio
2: All right
1: DJ News and DJ Neko back with you on a Metal Tavern Radio podcast Uh-huh, uh-huh Uh-huh, uh-huh Alright, that was some Pig Destroyer Dark Train from their latest release.
2: That was such an awesome show last week. I have to say, we...
1: Great lineup. I actually forgot to mention that uh, there's a, there was another band on the bill, The Red Death. I had never heard of before. They were very cool. Uh, also, uh, Blake Harrison from Pig Destroyer, his uh, other project, uh, Zealot R.I.P., opened up the show. Very cool. Cool to see Blake on vocals there. That was really a lot of fun. Uh, just a great fucking lineup everyone kicked ass.
2: Some, it
1: was very toit. Toit. Very toit. Dr. Evil.
2: It was so nice. I mean, we've been looking forward to that for a while. Um, mainly, I. Had, when did it get announced? Because I was gone when it was announced. Yeah, it
1: was like a month or so ahead of time.
2: And I'm like, buy the tickets. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Boom. And they actually played, excuse me, two nights straight, so they had played the night before with a little bit of different lineup in that one, but Because Norma's was there, I had to make sure I was there for that. And of course, Necco had to be there for that as well.
2: Necco was home. Necco's going to the show. This weekend, the show... It's like, when I get home, showtime.
1: Showtime. It's like,
2: we're always on the go. this weekend, on Sunday, we are going to see Cataclysm.
1: First time. I'm so psyched. Um, Can
2: can I wear my Cataclysm shirt?
1: Sure. I don't have one. I'm not going to tie with you with that. We're
2: not going to match. No. So.
1: But you don't notice. But that that Beer Destroyer shirt that they didn't have a.
2: Oh, they didn't have it in my size.
1: I ordered one for you and me, but we're not wearing them the same day. <laughs> <laughs> Alright? Because it has Stoso Doom on it. It's so fucking cool.
2: We, we do that sometimes, and he's like, You have to
1: change! <laughs> that is so funny. She's like, we match, like, twinsies.
2: Well, I wear... there's I have a couple of Nomos shirts and sodas, Anubis, and the one I like so much was actually, I didn't realize, such a limited release
1: and I at the time.
2: We, I saw it. I was gone, and I said, "Buy this," and he bought them for us. And I don't know what clothing distributor that they went through for the T-shirts, but man, was it perfect! It just—it's a perfect-fitting T-shirt, and I wore that.
1: I think Juliana is the one that put them all together for those. So,
2: but yeah, I wore that uh, Saturday night, and he was not going to match me, so he wore a different shirt. But you got the you got the nun one.
1: Yeah, I finally got the nun one. It's a little bit larger than I wanted, but hey, it's rare, so gotta have it.
2: I'll I'll just throw it in the dryer ones. <laughs> a
1: couple times. <laughs> water it, hot water and throw it in the dryer. <laughs> uh, okay. So one of the topics we want to talk about today, uh, Judas Priest, is apparently thinking about doing a biopic movie uh, along the lines of like Rocket Man and uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. And apparently this is some of the stuff that Rob Halford has talked about doing. So I can't state it enough that I really want them to do this. Uh, I know that the band kind of like frowned upon the movie Rockstar way back when. Uh, even though it was loosely based off of them. Um, it didn't really name by name, but a lot of people figured it out pretty fast. What it was kind of talking about. But... A biopic of Judas Priest, I mean, considering their long history, just everything that's gone on with them, and even now, and then still kicking ass, like, the last album, Firepower, was fucking amazing. It's one of my favorites from last year, so I want to see this. I want them to do I it. I do,
2: too. I mean, when you think of Judas Priest, at least for me, it's in almost, like, phases. And they it have is. evolved so much. They stick with, but they, they
1: never lose, like, the core. Like, yeah, they
2: don't lose their, their sound. But right, I... when Well, we've seen Judas Priest several times. And I was joking with Anubis. I'm like, Rob Halford's like Cher. He's got 50 <laughs> outfits. He comes out, he's wearing one outfit. He comes out, he's on the bike. He comes out, he's got the hat on. I'm like, this dude... So they're amazing. And I would love to see their story come to life. And... I mean, apparently, this is... The band is, is on board with this, and I really hope, like, as much as I love Bohemian Rhapsody, I know that they kept... They kept it family-friendly, you know? Because Freddie Mercury, as a, you know, a gay man in the 70s and 80s, it was... It was... Even though it was accepted in some circles, it still was, like...
1: And that's the interesting thing, because... For Freddie, he was a little... A little bit easier in a way because not so much with the general public, but just compared to Rob, who had issues within the band when he became out gay, and it you know it caused part of his reasoning for leaving the first time. So now, like to, to be able to touch on that story and see how the band themselves, the other members evolved and started to accept what was mm-hmm. and bring them back, uh, you know, it's no uh slight against ripper owens because he was a very good singer he still is a good singer but he wasn't the epitome of what priest is it's always been rob and that's sort of the hard thing like even when blaze bailey tried to replace dickinson and iron Man, it just doesn't work
2: it's not the heart
1: it It is it really isn't and even though dickinson was never the original singer it's just like you just know when you think iron Man, you think bruce dickinson So
2: Bruce once said when he sings, he sings to the last person in the last row of the audience. That's how he, he wants to perform to that last person. So, same thing with, uh, you know, Judas Priest. It's the same kind of vibe, you know, just like I was saying, Rob came out in all those outfits. He knows he wants to entertain, and if anybody else, let's say, you know they broke up again and they wanted to replace him. And somebody else came out and they tried to emulate Rob or do the... It would just be more like... Um, I don't want to say a mockery, but it would be like a fake Rob. Mm. And now when we think of Judas Priest, we think of the leather. We think of the the motorcycles. We think of all of that. You can't take that away from the image of Judas Priest. I mean,
1: Rob is... The metal god.
2: So. I've always I, I follow Rob Halford on social media, and it's funny when I see pictures of him, and he's just like in a t-shirt and shorts. I'm like, no, no, he should go to the grocery store wearing his leather outfit. I just that's how I picture him.
0: Shopping, shopping for leather.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> I hope they take this story. I hope they're honest. I hope they show the nitty gritty. I hope they show the good and the bad because the one. The one I don't want to say criticism of Bohemian
1: Rhapsody was it didn't dive into the dark. Yeah, so very they didn't.
2: Much. Freddie Mercury, you know, he did have some some drug problems and and he he was dealing with a lot of his own demons. There's a lot going on when you know at a time when it was not, and even now, years and years later, gay people are under such scrutiny and and it's like it's awful so you you know that he was dealing with a lot and they just kind of glossed over that and i i really do want to see like anubis was saying how the interworkings went through the band and how people i mean what was that sh- that movie we were watching and they're interviewing people about Rob Halford and they're basically this is before he came out and they're like, Oh, he's so handsome, he's so hot. I I just love Rob Halford and then I wanna see what like if they show fans' reactions, oh my god, he's gay. Like it's just such a shock.
1: Yeah, I can't remember exactly what happened afterwards. I mean I, I, I think for the most part, people were pretty understanding, like and in, in some cases like you had said one time you mean, you weren't tipped off with all the outfits.
2: Yeah. I mean, I knew because I, I mean, I was young, but I've always been a Judas Priest fan. And I didn't realize that Judas Priest went past, like, the early 90s. I was stuck in the early Judas really. Priest, the early, early, early stuff, s- yeah. 80s stuff. So when I started listening to the stuff like Painkiller and the more recent things, and then uh, Anubis was telling me like they were, they broke up for a while because of um, Halford coming out as gay. And I'm like, I can't believe nobody caught on. Like I mean, you look at his outfits and you look at his dancing and stuff and his flamboyance. It's fine to be gay. It's just I'm surprised everybody was so taken aback by it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it took uh, about two or three years. But when he came out with his band Fight, I think he reestablished himself as not only just a metal guy but people are like yeah there's nothing wrong with this this dude fucking can sing his ass off he's a great vocalist etc etc and he proved it even beyond that when he did his solo stuff for Halford Mm -hmm. so I think it was only fitting that he came back to Priest I'm
2: glad he did because I didn't get to see him until you know the early 2000s obviously
1: they're all catching up in age and not even all original members are in there I know that KK's gone I think uh, Tipton is gone as well so they got some young bloods in there, and that's probably why firepower has the the power behind it. But uh, Rob's still kicking it out vocally, so that that's good.
2: Halford made a comment saying, "I think Judas Priest has had a very interesting life. Um, we certainly got some stories to tell. We've certainly had a lot of incidents on the road, that's for sure." He also pointed out the similarities between himself and Queen frontman Freddie Mercury. So I hope they take. And they just lay it all out. I don't care if it's a four-hour-long movie. I want to see everything. I love Judas Priest. I always have. I dressed up as Rob Halford for Halloween for crying out loud. Remember that? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> all right, so we're going to move on to our next block. A uh, couple of uh, more subtle tracks, but we're going to kick it off with some brand-new Sonata Artica, Message from the Sun. <laughs> This is Hugo Flores from Factory of Dreams And you're listening to Metal Tavern Radio Enjoy the music
2: Alright, DJ Neko and DJ is back With more Metal Tavern Radio Hordes of Chaos, the podcast edition
1: Indeed.
2: So that was Factory of Dreams Mel- Melotronical. I don't think I'm saying that right. I
1: did. Melotronical. Okay, so one thing we were kind of giggling about the other night. Uh, in 2004, we started watching this show called Ghost Hunters on, I think it was sci fi then.
2: I think it was sci fi. That was a really good show. We watched it all the time. And one thing that really stood out for DJ Anubis was when he was in high school, he had his prom at the Stanley Hotel, which is supposed to be one of the most haunted places. And that's where The Shining was filmed. At least the outside parts of The Shining, I believe, were filmed. No, I think they
1: were on the inside, too. Um, At least some of it.
2: So a lot of The Shining was filmed there. And while. The Ghost Hunters team was investigating. It, they went th- back there twice. They did a live version of it. It was so like Halloween, Halloween night, night and yeah. they were broadcasting for hours live. And so they were really innovative and they were just two guys who were plumbers who did this for fun on the Yeah, s- they
1: started out trying to debunk stuff and, you know, see if it was real or not. And, and
2: really the idea was like you're saying debunk stuff so people weren't scared mm-hmm. so they're like okay yeah you might be hearing this noise it's it's definitely not a ghost it's your your water heater is making a weird noise and or that's you're
1: getting what, weird feelings because your emf uh detector like your
2: you're, you're you live under high power lines yeah. you're getting a lot of emfs that can actually you know it's it's scientifically proven that that it can affect you, blah, blah, blah. So they really would go and research things and look into the history of places, etc.
1: And of course they had their share of like comic, comedic stuff. Oh like yes. The, the one ghost chaser, uh, Brian was always getting into the crazy shit and getting in trouble with the two main guys, Jason and Grant. And,
2: and he was always the easiest to get scared, too. He was always yeah. like screaming and running away. And right.
1: So, I mean, it, it had its own share of the drama that they wanted to showcase on the site. I know that when it comes to TV shows, they always focus on the things they think are going to work for the audience. So, you know, and they were
2: trying the, the, all the entertainment value they can right. suck out of it because. It's very different with the early shows, that it as they became more famous and had more funding and they could do more things. Their their team got bigger. It, you could you could see the difference. Yeah,
1: it was like uh, you know like a lot of things in general. The show got too big for itself, mm-hmm. and so it started expanding to Ghost uh, Hunters Academy and then International. And really, you started getting people that just weren't as interesting and. It's almost like they started trying to force each episode to have something happen rather than just letting it happen. And
2: And we missed that about the original. Right. Because it it would just naturally evolve. You would see, like, somebody who came on and was just kind of their intern, uh, Adam, who was their intern. And then over the years just worked with them for so long he became their tech manager. And... That's what we really enjoyed, but as, as it progressed, it just kind of, like, fizzled out and just, you know, I think...
1: Well, know, yeah, because then you get all the copycats that are doing all this other stuff, and they're even worse, so it's like... Like you know, those facers? If whatever it is. I mean, there's just so many out there now. And
2: I think, because Jason and Grant were the originals, I towards the end of its run, Grant left... And I don't, you know, it. They've never really divulged the actual. Well, like, he
1: actually talked about it on the the reboot. Oh, so. oh,
2: I missed that. I'm sorry.
1: No, it's fine. But he he was like just saying, you know, things had become too big, and I had family. Think like his kids were young, so he needed to be there. Uh, they're a little bit older now. That was one of the reasons why he said so he came back. Uh, he has permission from his wife. <laughs> permission, <laughs> right? Uh,
2: but but there's no Jason now.
1: No. And, that's, and I'm
2: just wondering if something might have happened. That's the big story, and it's kind of like floating out there into the ether of...
1: Well, there's always rumors. Like, Chris Williams, one of the girls on the show, talked about it back then, that Grant had a rumored uh, cocaine issue. Uh, whether or not that's true, I can't tell you, but...
2: And Chris left. Yeah, Chris they, Williams they, left. She they all
1: she, split and, and she for was, different reasons. Yeah. Like Chris was with International for a while and she didn't like some of the things that were being done there that she thought were either just against what they initially, because like one girl was bloodletting and she just was really against that kind of stuff.
2: And that's kind of how it, it turned out towards the end. They were starting to get really into the metaphysical and. Honestly, they were they started this in a very scientific we want to record and sh- see what we can find, but then they started getting off into like the experimental type things and this person's a medium and this person And to be
1: fair, like during that early runs of the first few years, like they came out with some pretty cool shit. There was a lot of stuff that was interesting. We were both of us were of jaw dropping on some of the stuff, so You know, whether or not they had a technology to fool everybody, maybe, but, you know, a lot of the places they go to have history, and not just for them, but for other ghost hunters that visit the sites. But anyway, uh, Grant is back, um, but he's got a whole new team. It it does feature one girl who was part of another show called Ghost Minds. I really like her. I liked her in that show. She was probably the best part of that particular show. Yeah, I
2: feel like the Ghost Mine show...
1: It had a lot of possibility. It was really nice. Um, very it, interesting. It was
2: interesting because you you do know how, like, the deaths of miners. It's insane. And then you, they're trying to follow these current miners. And then there's rumors of this is the most haunted mine. Well, not only and,
1: that, but you got, like, you know, when it comes to, like... Certain grounds where people live or whatever, like lime, apparently is a big draw mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. energy. So mines hold a lot of that kind of stuff. So it's kind of interesting how it works. And anyway, the show had a lot of possibility, it just never lasted. And it was because
2: it was kind of on like a.
1: It was on a tail end of everything else. And so.
2: not only that, but it wasn't on like a main. It wasn't sci-fi. No. It was like it wasn't even a and e. It was like a third-tier right. show on a third-tier network that belonged to another network. We just happened upon it one night, and we said, oh, let's check it out. And uh, what's her name again? I'm sorry.
1: Uh, I forget. <sighs> I I'm currently have drawn a I, I am but, too, but she's Which I, I apologize to her. She'll never hear this podcast, but either way. But she's, she's
2: adorable, there. and she's really, like, a lot of energy, and she, you can tell that she's really into it.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing about the new direction that they're going in is that This is going to be funny because part of this is what made Neko kind of make fun of him. But at the same time, this is what Grant wanted to do was get back to helping people. Because they felt like people were in a way crying out for help because they couldn't understand what was going on. And this is what they're trying to direct at. But when Neko brought up the teasing the other night about the oversensitivity of the ghosts. Because apparently now they're like... It used to be ghost hunters, like, you know, um, they would provoke the ghost
2: because they wanted to incite a reaction. reaction.
1: But now it's like, no, nah, you know they're, they're they're passed away. This is not the way to handle it. So they got. So they're trying to be
2: very the... respectful to the dead, which is a, a nice way to go about it. But it was just cracking me up because of the the climate that we're in. We're in, and I'm like, oh, don't want to hurt the ghost's feelings. Snowflake, the little baby snowflake ghosts. <laughs> but I, I hate to sound like that because, I mean, they are. They're. I'm happy the show is back. I really am, and I think maybe like.
1: I mean, I've been about having an
2: implosion of everything, is the only way that you could. It's st- it's like they're starting from scratch again, but you see, is it is it on Sci-Fi again? I know uh, we know it's actually
1: on AMC now.
2: Okay, so it's on AMC. It's a different network picked it up. Um, you know, when you watch it now, you have a nice history of what is going on at the at the home or the place they're revisiting old sites they're keeping up with people that they visited before
1: lighthouse is one place they've gone back to and that was like one of my favorites from the original and they pointed that out in their series uh they changed some things up they used to be able to like at the end go through their film and audio and stuff and then show everyone what's happening before they present it to their clients but now they kind of like okay we're gonna go to the video but now we're just gonna present it all at the end to the client while the audience is also viewing.
2: And I like that better because I feel like it builds more suspense. And getting back to why they wanted to start this over, I remember one of the first seasons of Ghost Hunters when they were doing it on the weekends for for fun and for helping people. They were in Philadelphia there's a lot of old homes in Philadelphia and they went to this client's house and it was kind of like rafters. And one of the claims that people were saying is they would always hear things like talking while they were up there in the rafters. So it was that it kind of like row homes where you could walk roof to roof and the homeowner said you know i keep hearing talking or i keep one night i just kept hearing help me help me so they went on the roofs themselves and it because of the way the house was situated that's why they could hear in the upper level because i uh, just how the sound traveled and the and the guys are like you know it's possible somebody really needed help but you couldn't you couldn't look out your back window and see somebody because they were like between the houses and that is kind of like what grant wants to really showcase now this is how we're going to help people understand ghosts aren't meant to be scary but you may not even have a A ghost issue going on and this is how you can move on with your life now that that homeowner knows that there could be somebody like maybe stuck yeah i think i think
1: grant just realizes now that the show before just got out of hand and like it got beyond what they were trying to do so that's he's trying to get back to that now i haven't been like massively impressed by the new episodes only because i haven't really seen anything that's blown my mind however as Neko has stated, I'm I am happy it's back. It's it's one of the still few shows I can go back and watch old episodes and be happy about because it's really when it comes to ghost hunting, it's really the only one that I really care about. So as far I've tried the other ones and they just don't have the same thing. Like they're all pretending they can talk with the dead and all this other stuff. I'm just like No.
2: And that's why they did well, that's why I think ghost hunters started doing that. Because they had other people who were like.
1: Well, you talked about it with International, how huh? mm-hmm. the one dude, Barry, like, he, he would start talking about demonic forces and he'd get heavy breathing and running. And it's like, chill out, dude. Really. Okay.
2: Enough with the Ghost hunters. Yes. Let's get back to the Metals.
1: The Metals. Okay, so later on, though, we do have our rock block coming up. I've got a lot of cool stuff for you, uh, as well as DJ Neckles' pick of the week. Um, also, got some new stuff from Infant Annihilator. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Suicide Angels, uh, Five Rand, Hell Horse, Wraith, and Piranha. Piranha. Kick off the next block, though Mystifier, Weighing in Heart Ceremony.
2: And DJ Anubis back with you.
1: No, live-ish. Time on radio. Are we
2: live
1: ish? We're live ish. Yeah, sorta of live.
2: We're live? This is recorded live.
1: Like Yeah, that's the thing about the uh, this podcast, like it might throw people off a little bit because like this is technically for nine twenty four, whereas we just got done doing nine seventeen last week. Or and just posted A couple it. days ago posted it, yeah. So, we're about a week ahead, but
2: we try to do that when I'm home especially. Like we'll load up on some podcasts so that everybody can, you know, he can put Actually, them out. Actually,
1: correct myself. This is for 101, not
2: Yeah, so we're we're loading up because I I'm going to go on vacation, but you know what? I'll be back in time to do a podcast. I'll be back that Friday night, so we can do a podcast that night. Mm-hmm. And uh once I go out this next time, I have a feeling I'm going to be gone about 3 months. So, <laughs> he's, he's gesturing a cheer.
1: <laughs>
2: so now, we are here at the rock block.
1: We are. and I, But real quickly, uh, the last two tracks you heard. I'm I, sorry, I'm
2: sorry. I'm jumping ahead. Go ahead. I
1: need to give out some shout outs here. Uh, the last band you just heard, Essence of Datum. I from liked that. Belarus? One. A
2: lot. <gasps> Belarus! Danny's homeland.
1: Yeah. And then before that, uh, I'm not even sure how I really pronounce it right. Because I want to say Attila, but it's not that. A- Itala?
2: Ta- Italia?
1: Yeah. Maybe Itala? that's it. From Raleigh, North Carolina. So uh, very cool heavy metal band. Uh, they sent me uh, a like and all that stuff, so I wanted to play some of their shit.
2: i Itala.
1: That's I-talla. how you pronounce
2: it. I-talla.
1: Oh, Okay, so we just figured it out. Oh, kitty. Uh, okay, so yeah, we are to the rock block now. Woo woo! Right, like I said, I have some very cool stuff, especially these first three songs. Uh, I hope you all enjoy them. Also, got some classic Guns N' Roses and a band called Black River you know Sun. What you you're in the jungle baby and of course DJ and Echo's pick of the week. Mm-hmm. But we're going to start off with some Monarch. This is all these these three first three tracks are brand new. Woo-woo. Check them out. We'll be back. DJ Nobis and DJ Neko back with you on the Metal Tavern Radio Podcast. Guns and Roses, it's so easy. Hordes of Chaos. Yes, the Hordes of Chaos. We need to shorten
2: our name, maybe. Is
1: this the Metal Tavern Radio Podcast, or is
2: this Hordes of Chaos? The
1: show is Hordes of Chaos. The podcast is Metal Tavern. So
2: then we should just say the Hordes of Chaos, because it's chaotic.
1: They all know it's all part of the same shit. It's all
2: part of the big plan, man. It's
1: the big plan.
2: So this week, when it comes to DJ Neko's pick of the week, it was just kind of something I don't know.
1: It's always like something that we probably have talked about like the week before. Like it's always that way. Well,
2: I, I gave DJ Anubis a bunch of songs that I picked. And this one, I said, this needs to slide in up higher because
1: just gotta slide into the just DMs. Just slide into the
2: DMs because we went Friday nights last week to um, see Snipers of Babel, and we were talking about the song Jukebox Hero, and I'm like, I love, love that song. And it's one of those songs that you're like, oh gosh, you hear it, it's it's a rock anthem, blah, blah, blah. So, again, that's my pick of the week this week. Mainly just because it's an awesome song, but some interesting facts was <laughs> this experience stemmed, this stemmed from an experience that the band had and they'd gone to an arena for a sound check. It was pouring down rain, and there were a bunch of fans waiting at the door when they went in. When they came back for the show, all there was left was a lonely fan. A young guy waiting in there, in the rain, soaked at the skin, and he was waiting there five hours later. So they decided to take him backstage, give him the whole tour of everything, and that's where they got the song, you know, standing in the rain, you know, of Jukebox Hero, and I th- I thought that was actually kind of clever. So, additionally, in 2018, Farner launched a musical called Jukebox Hero, and it was shown in some theaters in Canada with hopes of bringing it to Broadway, There are 16 Foreigner songs used in the production, which is set in a Pennsylvania factory town where one of their own becomes a rock star. And me personally, I want that to come to Broadway. I want to see that show, so I hope it does. I mean, 2018's last year, so we have plenty of time. Uh, There are so many shows that start off-Broadway before they become, I mean, Mamma Mia. You know, that began chess which is another I think
1: two other ones I would love to see is obviously I know Devin has talked about doing something like that but I want to see him do that
2: Devin would make an amazing and musical then
1: they kind of already done it but I think if they were going to take it to another level ghost would mm-hmm. be very cool so
2: so this song is just a rock anthem coming at you you know car, guitars blazing
1: foreigner here we go Audio jump.
2: Attention,
0: please. Be prepared for a musical transformation that you've never felt before. In a moment, we will bring you on a journey like there's no tomorrow. And we will break new ground. Older jungle. Kaylin from the land below the wind. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two,
2: one, zero. Ladies and gentlemen, Who are you, gentlemen, welcome. DJ Neko's pick of the week. <laughs>
1: we're, we're doing that still. The-ish.
2: Well, we're recorded live. We do not clearly have a script. That was.
1: Black, Black River, River, River Suns, Suns. Charcoal's Blues, Southern Rock.
2: It was very Southern. I kind of liked it. It kind of. Um, a
1: little bit different. Well a little bit oh yeah yeah you, you see
2: it. what i mean like it, it kind of hello Almond brothers feel brought me back to the 70s feel a little cool and trippy outside anyway
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so all right so dj anubis introduced me to a story mm. called the boy who drew cats
1: yeah it's uh about Ten or so years ago, I got reminded of it, and at the time, it was kind of harder to find information on it at the time. I mean, it's kind
2: of an older... It is way old. I I
1: mean, I remember reading the actual book. It wasn't very long, but it was a book, probably when I was like, at least it would be under ten, somewhere like eight or nine, and it just stuck with me as far as the story. Like It was both scary and very cool, because I am a big Cat fan, so... The whole idea behind it and, you know, being a young kid, I mean, the story itself is, like, very chilling. Also,
2: cats are very magical creatures. Mm -hmm. They're interesting. We're animal lovers. I mean, at one point in this house, we temporarily had five cats. We had four permanent resident cats and one that we found that we we kept until we could find him another home. But it's... Cats are all different personalities and you see cats as these cute sweet cuddly things but then look at a lion or look at a tiger or a wild cat and they do the same crazy things that these cute little cats do they are direct descendants of wild animals and you know cats cats are interesting i
1: love them yeah and you know the synopsis of the story is that you know you got this young kid uh who loves to paint and draw and he's an artist and he loves drawing cats that's like his big thing so obviously his father wants him to be something else uh, you know con- you know continue the family traditions of whatever it is he's doing i can't remember farming or whatever Uh, And eventually the kid leaves the home. I can't remember if he gets in an argument with his dad or whatever, but he leaves. And kind of just goes on his own um, path in a way, like trying to find himself, find his place. And gets warned about staying away from large places because there's a rumor of a giant rat king or goblin rat king uh, that eats people and all this stuff, so it's it's a very cool folklore tale. Anywho, the the kid ends up coming across this huge uh, empty place that he st- decides to stay night and to get away from the rain and everything else, and of course, the walls are all white, a canvas, and so he's like, oh, beautiful, plenty of stuff that I can draw on, so he just starts at it for like a while drawing dozens and dozens of cats before getting tired and he crawls into a cupboard and you know just falls asleep but midway through the evening at the night he uh, hears like what sounds like, like like a monster coming into the, the place he's at and of course all of a sudden he peeks out and he sees like a giant rat there to which he quickly closes it and hopes that the creature doesn't find him and the next thing as he hears all this yowling and like screeching and whatnot is like just like you can it's like a combat zone. So he's so terrified at this point he just stays awake until he finally falls asleep. Uh, daybreak comes and he gets back out there. And he opens it up and he sees that there's this giant fucking rat like laying in the middle of the room, just torn to shreds. And there's like no one else in the room, so he's. Crawls out, and he's looking around, and he sees nothing except for the art. The cats that he had drawn all have, seem to have, like, uh, blood around the mouth. So it's an interesting tale, and it just, it's just I've always loved it. And now, even so, I know that there's a couple of YouTube vids that have... have like
2: animated po- it?
1: Yeah. Uh, one of them actually was from a guy who was in college doing an animation, and he made one up, and it was just really cool to see people bringing that stuff to life, so... I don't know, I thought it was very interesting to talk about. Uh, I don't know, a lot of people have different folklore stories they've heard in their childhoods and so on, so...
2: Like Bloody Mary? Yeah. Looking into the mirror and saying... Urban legends. Yeah, urban legends. I love this story, mainly because I love cats, but, I mean, it just shows the power behind his... I don't know if it's his imagination because he was what I'm gathering from this story is he came from a bad situation, ran away was scared, his imagination ran wild it's almost like the Nutcracker
1: honestly. And, and it's cool about it because apparently the the Rat King was like terrorizing the, the area like it was like a real problem and when they found out that the boy actually defeated it using his art he became like a hero for everyone so and his dad finally accepted him to do what he wanted to do so it's a pretty cool story and it's a bit of a redemption on his part
2: and it's heartwarming and it's cute and yeah
1: because that video i sent you like yeah, yeah, yeah at the end it's like you know you don't really get it from the story itself but at the end there's like a basically a
2: and i'll share that
1: shadow of a cat behind him kind of wagging his tail as being his protector so it, it's really cool
2: I will share that on the Metal Tavern radio page as well, so everybody can see it. If it'll let me, I'm doing that right now.
1: Yep. All right, so back to the music. Brand new stuff from Infinite Annihilator here called Plague Bearer. Lights of the, the land of the girl, looking in the Isaac Goldman is Jonathan West from Exhortation. And you're listening to Metal Tavern Radio. Alright DJ Anubis and
0: DJ Nico.
1: back with you on the Metal Tavern Radio podcast with the Hordes of Chaos. That was Noisem, Constricted Cognition. Got a chance to see those guys a few months back. Might have been any longer than that, cause, uh you were still here when we were did that. But uh they played at the sidebar with moss no And uh Anywho, uh They're
2: one of my favorite shirts that I own. I yes. have to I would love to give a shout out to Noisem for having a sparkly shirt.
1: <laughs> I love the whole like carcass feel about them. It's like so awesome. Uh, but they're currently there in Necrofest uh, in Brooklyn tonight.
2: At the Brooklyn Bazaar tonight and tomorrow night.
1: And they're playing with Blame God, one of our good friends is in that band, as well as Nomos is up there. Uh, I have it on good authority from Blake Harrison, Pig Destroyer, and other bands like PLF, Fistula uh, are also great. So if you're out that way, go check these guys out, man. It's going to be a fucking brutal.
2: I was really hoping that we'd be able to get up there, but they sold out before I knew I was even going to be home. So, both nights. like this, I don't know if Brooklyn Bazaar is a more intimate type setting, but they sold out, and I'm like, crap. Because, I mean, Brooklyn is maybe three and a half hours from us. It's not right. that bad, and we could Airbnb one night and drive home the next day. No big deal. But... I, I the minute I was like I'll just buy the tickets. It's like we're sold out both nights. I'm like oh well, guess there's there's there my answer.
0: That.
2: <laughs> you know right? But I think it's really cool because I love not okay every area I think kind of has their own like sound or. I don't want to just call it, like, a local band thing, because these aren't just bands that that play the hits. These are, like, you know, they're original. They're original. They they do what they do. Just like last weekend when we had our two-day thing at Metro Gallery, please, even if you think it's just, oh, it's a tiny place, go support your local acts.
1: Yeah, these guys work their asses off. They
2: work so hard. They... They live and breathe their art, and without fans, I mean, come on, someplace like the Brooklyn Bazaar, that's that's a good night out.
1: it's even more so, because, like, you know, they get a lot of their money through merch, and just... And
2: we love buying merch,
1: just FYI. We are merch (laughs) whores.
2: We're always like, you have a new shirt out?
1: You take credit cards? Yeah,
2: well, we'll take money out and bring it, and then we're like, crap, we're out of money. Can we... Do, do PayPal? Is that good? PayPal? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Venmo? You know?
1: Wait, is it half shirt for me? I'll buy it.
2: Yeah, yeah. That, that'll work. That'll work. And just like DJ Anubis said earlier... Was that all, on or off air when you were telling me about the shirt? That was okay. Right, yep. So we were at... We desperately wanted this shirt. And they were like, yeah, we have like one large left. and Or extra large. And extra large is too big for me, too small for Anubis. So he went on their web store and bought us both...
1: Well, that was the uh, Pig Destroyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the Nomad shirt that I got, that was like... The, the nun one? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was like a 5X. They, had, they said they had a 3X, but they sold that one, so I got the 5X. So it might look like a dress on me, but hey, you know, it's okay.
2: I will shrink that shit. <laughs> Just support bands. I mean, even if you are going to your local pub and there is a local, you do realize that most of the time they don't get paid unless people show up.
1: Yeah, so we really have to sell a certain amount of tickets and all this other shit. So
2: go and and for the Brooklyn Bazaar to be sold out for two nights. Same thing with Metro Galley. to be sold out for two nights. They're not giant plate. We're not selling out like you know the Verizon Center. Go support your acts buy shirts, buy CDs, buy stickers, and inter- interact. The yeah,
1: they're always uh, walking I mean, I was going to say,
2: the whole night, everybody was just it's like... the
1: great thing about the underground metal scene is that you're always going to run into the musicians out there. And I'm just like, you know, if I don't know them all that well, I'm just like, great job, man, give them a high five. And they're very appreciative of that stuff. They so. play
2: off of the, the crowd's energy, for sure.
1: Yeah. So, uh, usually, as you all know, we try to get to some of the uh, movie entertainment as well. Uh, This week, we've got a couple of trailers that we were watching and checking out. Both look pretty uh, humorous and interesting. Uh, One is called Jojo Rabbit. Uh, Black comedy. Uh, I don't know much about the director or anything, but judging by the trailer. I know it has Scarlett Johansson in it. Um, I'm not sure who the other big names might be in it, but it's kind of cool. It's got something to do with a young man who...
2: Sam Rockwell is in it.
1: Yeah, I love Sam Rockwell. Uh, He was in Oh, Rob Wilson's in it? Yeah.
2: Oh, God, Fawcett. We'll talk about that later.
1: But, uh, yeah, so the kid has, like, an imaginary friend who's basically Hitler, and he's dressing up and trying to be a nazi soldier but there's a lot of comedy in it as well so i don't know it's just kind of funny he ends up coming across where this jewish girl is hidden in his house by his mother and so he just comes to learn that you know his path that he was going on is not the best one uh it just sounds really interesting it's one of those like independent movies that are just probably going to blow up big i
2: think it is too and i mean well, we're kids. We all have our, our crazy imaginations. And
1: well, and I, and I think it just takes place back then. It, oh, too, no, so, it does. It so. does.
2: But he's, he's living in this time where everybody is saying, this is the you right, right way this, to be. Right. And his mom is sympathetic and knows that it's not the right way to be. So then he's conflicted because, of course, he loves his mom. And is his mom right? Or is the government right? I'm going to, like, Nazi, you know, summer camp or whatever Yeah, he's it's doing. just, like, a
1: lot of soul searching for him, which it's a, it's an endearing movie. But it's got a lot of comedy about it as well. The imaginary friend who plays Hitler is pretty funny in it. So, uh, it looks interesting. So that's something to check out. Also, uh, another film called Little Monsters, um... It's it's another comedy, but it's a zombie comedy. Features Lupita. I don't even know how to pronounce her. Nyong? Is that right?
0: Mm. But uh, she's
1: starting to catch fire. Josh Gad in it from uh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Alexander England's in it. But, um, yeah, you know, this is more about, like, uh, a group of uh, counselors at a local summer camp, I think, are teaching these young kids... Uh, whatever, and then, like, they come across, like, a bunch of zombies. She was in
2: 12 Years as a Slave. I think,
1: yeah, she, yeah. So she, she's she been in a few things. Star Wars, uh, Force Awakens, and The Last Jedi. So she's clearly one of the main characters in that. Black Panther, she was in that. I do remember Yes, that.
2: yes, 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 yes.
1: So that looked really funny as well. Uh, again, it was a zombie comedy, so you can never get enough of that. Just glad to see that uh are still... Uh, going after that genre.
2: I am too and I know with like The Walking Dead and Fear of the Walking Dead everybody feels like the the uh, overplay. Yeah but
1: But the thing is there's like a lot of hidden gems like when you think about Shaun of the Dead or Fido Oh my
2: god Fido are... does not get enough run.
1: No nah, it does not And it's...
2: It's, it never is shown on TV or anything.
1: I think I saw it once Yeah
2: we rented it and we're like Hey, is that what's her face from the Matrix? Yes it is. And, and I then I think
1: we even liked the one that was American Zombie at one point where mm-hmm. they were just like ordinary like it was like, you know, the handy cam stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were just like how zombies were integrating with people, just kinda like the FIDO, but only differently. Only the
2: zombies were not like full blown Right. zombies yet. Like they had like these intermediary zombies who were not human, but they were not full you know gone with no yeah they haven't
1: like started feasting on people
2: and they were kind of you know being outcast by and that was interesting too
1: yeah so there's some cool stuff out there um obviously they you can pretty much pull up any horror genre and find a zillion freaking zombie movies but there is a few gems out there and this looks like this might be one of those films that you know, it becomes like a cult classic at one point, so be looking out for that. I feel
2: like that, too, because like, Shaun of the Dead didn't get a whole lot of run, but then when we watched it, we're like, this is hysterical. Sub- subtly yep, hysterical. Yep, yep. All of the Simon Pegg films are just subtly hysterical.
1: All right, uh, we're getting ready to kick off another block of music here. Um, it's going to be from a band called Suicidal Angels, and they've actually been featured on Chris Gant's Metal Mania podcast from this past week. I think it was Wednesday night. So, uh, very cool stuff from them. I got a song called uh, The Sacred Dance with Chaos.
0: Mm.
2: If you want a picture of the future, imagine a boot stamping on a human face.
0: From Victoria BC, you listen to Metal Tab and Radio. Stay thrashing.
1: DJ Anubis and DJ and Echo back with you on the Hordes of Chaos here on Metal Radio,
2: Metal Tavern,
1: Tavern Radio, Radio, the podcast. podcast
2: edition with the Hordes of Chaos.
1: I've had a couple beers. So. She,
2: yes, he has. So we just listened to Condition Critical in the indeterminal surgery. I've got my glasses on, but I'm getting the new glasses soon.
1: We're getting new eyes.
2: Oh my goodness. Going to the eye doctor, he was like, listen, you're getting old. Wear your glasses. We can't fix your eyes, old lady. Anyway, it has been an amazing podcast today. We talked about everything from movies to music to ghost hunters. So, to close out, I ask you, all of my Metal Tavern friends, and this is an honest question, so please, you know, PM us, comment, etc. I actually just got a Chromebook and I'm in love with it. It's so cute and little and fast and I can just like zip through everything faster than I can on my phone or my regular laptop. Do you have a Chromebook? Do you have a Pixelbook? Do you have a MacBook? What are you using right now? to access the internet life etc let me know and tell me but our last song today is by Piranha
1: from Switzerland
2: Switzerland
1: blend of thrash and heavy metal nice they were also I believe featured on Middle of Mania not too long ago so from their debut record this is resistance to change see y'all later